holy name of Jesus. Amen. We're not certain of the particular events that led to Onesimus's coming to Paul, but whatever it was, we don't we do know that he was not supposed to have fled. Probably a runaway slave, but he did not belong with Paul, but he belonged with Philemon back in Colossae, probably. Philemon was in charge of the house church there or some sort of network of churches there. Whether he was just a a layperson in the church or a bishop, again, we don't know. But he had a prominent position in the church there and at least met in his house, for whatever that's worth. What we do know is that Philemon and Onesimus belonged together. Sometimes it happens, I don't know if you know this, that Christians do bad things. It does happen. It seems natural to us that a Christian would not own slaves. If someone joined our church and we went to go visit them and it turned out they had like slave quarters with real slaves there, we would say, "Uh, tell me more about this. I'm not sure that this really works. But this question though has been up for debate for something like 2000 years apparently. It's hard for us to imagine a Christian just being okay with like opening, openly owning slaves, but perhaps we're not too far removed from that sort of situation, though. Because where would we be without a global network of slaves making things for us? How complicit are we in these acts, and how will history judge us? There are warehouses and factories full of people who are paid next to nothing, people who have to leave their families behind, people who live in bunk houses to make things for us in conditions that we could not imagine and would not even consider working in. But we say, wow, they don't really know any better, and so that makes it okay. I don't know exactly what to do about this. I'm not comfortable with it. But the point is simply that sometimes we are... Uh, victims to the economic conditions and societal expectations of the day, even though they may, may be very repugnant. Something like a third to a half of the human beings within the boundaries of the Roman Empire were slaves. So to think that Philemon also had a slave, well, it's not unthinkable that Christians also got wrapped up in this. And maybe he wasn't even all that malicious about it. Hmm. But it's a remarkable thing that Paul does, though, isn't it? Instead of sheltering Onesimus for longer, I don't know how long he stayed there, but it seems like they'd formed some sort of relationship. He didn't just say, well, you got to go back right now. Instead, he's useful to Paul. Instead of letting him stay there longer and permanently, he sends him back, but with a request. Treat him as a brother, no longer a slave. He used to be useless to you, but now he will be useful to both Philemon and to Paul. And it is not that the Philemon wasn't getting any labor out of Onesimus while he was still there and he was still a slave for him. No, but they were were not brothers. Onesimus was a liability, a commodity, not a brother, not a thing to be loved. 
but a person to be owned. This is the gift that Jesus Christ has given to us, that slaves and masters are turned into brothers. Brothers with God as our father, Christ Jesus is our very brother. So in the church, enemies are loved. And forgiveness forges new bonds from those who hated and owned and oppressed one another. And this makes us useful again. Useful, which is all anyone really wants to be. I want to be useful to someone. I want to love. I want to be loved. We all know that depression and all of these sorts of things surrounding it are on the rise because everyone has been sitting around feeling completely useless for the past year. Everyone has been sitting around feeling alone and unloved. But there's something more here. As Christ is our brother who forgives all things, you, you who are useless, are useful. Because you are loved, not the other way around. You're more than your utility. You're worth being loved. Now, I do hope that uh, none of you have runaway slaves in your life that you are chasing after and trying to get back. Uh, let it be said that if that is the case, you should repent uh, right now. Well, we can figure that out right after service today. Uh, that would be the right thing to do. Uh, slavery. We've not really had a great track record on this, but it is not okay. But if you don't have slaves, who do you have around who has become useless to you? Who has run from you? Or who are you running from? And could it be that your baptism and theirs into this same Lord Jesus Christ has put you both into the same watery pool together and he has placed you at the altar, the same altar kneeling together to receive the same food. Be reconciled. No longer be slaves, but brothers. Oh, and then make sure to prepare a room. Paul knows you're going to do what he says. But he's going to stop by anyways, because he really wants to rejoice in this beautiful reconciliation and all these brothers that have come to love one another. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.